I love you so much that the sky makes me think I wish there were more Tracy. <laughs> Tracy, I love you so much that your face reminds me of everything I ever want to see forever. When I think of how you sit near me, I want you to sit closer all the time. When you're not in the room with me, I wish that you would come somewhere where I was. <laughs> Welcome to the Josh and Tracy podcast. This is Josh. He's right here drinking his tea. I'm over here. I'm Tracy. I'm getting rid of the noisy cat toy, but it's still oh there you go. Yep. So here we are recording another podcast. Recording. It's happening. This is not a test. Hey. Well, you know what? We need to do like a. We need to have an intro thing of our podcast where we put it, tag it up at the front every time. We do, but that's not what this is. It's not okay. No. But we're gonna. We're gonna. Tune in, folks. Tune in. Well, they might have already tuned in because we can still do it. We can do it after the podcast. That's right. You might have tuned in. You might have already tuned in and you're like, "What? They're, this is so time travel because they're talking about a thing that happened mm-hmm. in the future. Which is where we'll all be someday. Uh, oh my gosh, you're like the Segway Meister. Uh-huh. Because what's the topic for today, Josh? The topic today is immortality. Immortality. Yeah. Because our previous two episodes were about ghosts. Ghosts. Which are people who did not manage to be immortal, or did they? So you can see there's some continuity happening here. Yeah. I don't need, I don't, I'm not as attached to continuity as some people, but. Are you implying that I am attached to continuity? Yes. Hmm. It's fine. It's very sweet. Well, most people who seek immortality are attached to continuity in a very big way. Ooh, gosh, dang. I can't stop myself. You're so segue-y. Uh-huh. Is that a word? It is. Are you going to make a slurping noise when, with your teeth? that's going to read a lot. On you, the... you don't like it when I slurp, do you? No, not really. You don't like when I slurp in general. Correct. Especially not on a podcast. Well, it's, yeah, it's not, yeah. I just took a very quiet drink of Oh, I know. It was tea. classy. That was classy, dude. Did I even No, you did not tea? even make any sound. Okay, immortality. So, mm-hmm. that ties in, again, to people's concerns about what happens when you die. They don't want to die. And then, in that case, they do not want to die. Mm-hmm. So, what are some of... How do you feel about immortality? If you could be immortal, would you be immortal? Yes. Um, what if, uh, let's gotta throw out all the little caveats then. Mm-hmm. What if you weren't in good health and immortal? 
Mm-hmm. No. I would only want to be immortal if I were in good health. Um, not in pain. Um, and, uh, yeah. The other caveats that from, you know, various movies that make it tricky are like all the people around you get old and die. So I would also prefer that immortality was pretty much common, the common thing. It would be well, like okay, the but deal. then, okay, here's the trouble with that. Okay, mm-hmm. so then if everyone was immortal, yeah, because there have been movies about this, right? basically everybody's basically immortal, and of course then you have to immediately stop having babies. Or go to another planet or dimension, I mean... We're this is very speculative podcast topic here, so we can. Well, I think we need to be somewhat limited in our scope in terms of considering the immortality. Because if we just say yes, then you go to a different dimension. Then I would argue that we probably already are immortal, currently. Like in mm-hmm. some sense, if you want to get into the idea of consciousness being forever, which I, I postulate it very well may be, mm-hmm. then we are already immortal. If you're going to pull in, like, other dimensions and you could, and all that. So, I would say, yes, those dimensions are accessible. We we ought not to exclude those dimensions for the sake of um, making our immortality discussion, I don't know, have appropriate, like, boundary conditions for the discussion to fully flesh out the question of immortality. Um, just to allow what is currently an impossibility to be a topic for conversation, I think um, I I would like to allow this this dimensional sort of aspect of things. I mean, this is that might be a key component. In fact, I am saying that 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 is essential for me. I mean, the movies, right, with the stop having babies and all that, that seemed to be the one of the biggest things is that uh, overpopulation. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so yes, let's say that people did stop having babies. I'm not incredibly fond of children in general. So, maybe this is like my my own like personal way of having a a world of people somewhere between the ages of twenty five and sixty nine. Okay. So it's taking a different direction. <laughs> All right. So so everybody at 70 has to get knocked off? Like you kill the 70-year-olds or what? No. Goodness, no. They just... I'm just saying that that... Because you don't want to... You like old people. Well, you know, they have to be babies first. I think this is just... I mean, we have to look too. We don't have to. I'm looking at the idea of when immortality gets instantiated as a social norm. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, It'll. T- it would. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just thinking using my pseudo scientific brain is that there may be some essential biological features associated with the completing of development and. Uh, an endpoint associated with the onset of various degenerative conditions that might potentially make that made-up window that I came up with um, somewhat realistic. 
Okay. So, all right. So, all right. All right. So, so rather than worrying about the logistics about immortality, let's talk more about it. Like if you were immortal, what advantages do you think that would have for you? Um, I think I could do more things. I think there would be, uh, more experiences that I could have. There would be a chance to devote a significant amount of time, maybe to one thing, without feeling that something else would be excluded. Um, also, that I think my experience with time itself would be very different. I think a lot of our um, shaping and perception of time has something to do with the fact that we know that it's limited on some level in terms of our experience. Yeah. Well, so, okay. So... If time were not limited it, because we had lived forever, wouldn't that also bring the risk of a sense of no urgency and just putting things off forever? I think there would be some... That would be a risk, that some people would put things off forever. Because some people are motivated by the fact yeah. that, oh, I don't have all the time in the world. Yeah. And there could be some people that would finally like really devote themselves to something that they thought was just impossible to ever achieve because they felt like they didn't have time to you know complete that vision it would make mars travel a lot easier it would make what a lot easier mars travel well yeah you know there wouldn't be an issue with those those long waits so i think that the question of immortality i mean my own personal thing like my first impulse to answer why it would be beneficial is just having more time to do things which kind of brings up the ideas like how much time and what are what are these things you know and the other thing to to bring into the conversation is like what would happen if if death was no longer you know it wasn't a thing like what if if death wasn't a thing anymore you know we talked about ghosts last time and we talked about it in the context a little bit of deaths being somewhat incomplete in some way, like some leftovers of consciousness were there. Um, so that that's the other thing here, is not just the experience of immortality, but also the, the consequences of the absence of death, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, I think this whole topic, I gotta be honest, it, it doesn't feel juicy to me. And the fact that, you know, the fact that it isn't juicy is its own topic in itself, because I think it isn't juicy to me because I really already feel immortal mm-hmm. and not as me, but I can not as the, the consciousness or the ego identity of Tracy, mm-hmm. but whether it's true or not, I don't know. Of course I can't mm-hmm. know for sure, but it feels mm-hmm. already as if I'm in the middle of eternity, mm-hmm. like that I'm swimming in eternity right now mm-hmm. and that I am experiencing this little facet of the infinite, which is my personality, and dancing mm-hmm. around doing whatever this personality does and figures mm-hmm. out and struggles with and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But I have no interest in being this ego identity forever. I'm trying to make the most of it while I am this, but I don't have any attachment mm-hmm. to being this forever. Like, like, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. I mean, it's fine. I'm, I'm perfectly happy. I'm, ma- I'm make, trying mm-hmm. to make the best of it, but... <laughs> mm-hmm. But as far as this particular ego identity, boring. Hmm. I don't know. Especially if everybody was immortal. Plus, how would we deal with, like, I mean, did, would we have to have jobs for eternity? I mean, how would, I mean, 
Because I think jobs are one of the main things that interfere mm-hmm. with other stuff. Mm-hmm. There's probably be a good chunk of time that people would have jobs and not have jobs. How would they support themselves during the not have jobs phases? Well, I suppose it would be the same way that they support themselves nowadays for people that don't have jobs. I think that the um, the part that makes this potentially juicy is that um, so many of the aspects of our current lives that um, revolve around a sense of limited time, um, like how to get rid of the sense like there's not enough time to do something, you know. This, the whole question of immortality has less to do with, you know, not dying, and it has more to do with just what to do with the time that's here. Um, it's like, so, so you're immortal, right? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, well, are you saying my sen- about my sensation of immortality, or that are you yeah. just postulating this as part of the hypothesis? Well, it's, it's like, I'm going with your sense of immortality based on your perception of you know having the the ego identity having a more limited spark of existence with other aspects of consciousness that aren't limited to the life form i mean what would be so bad about the tracy that you are right now always being around forever Mm, well because i think i have i find myself well first of all I, i have limited there are certain areas in which i have I would say limited faculties Mm -hmm. and I mean it and I want to experience other things besides being Tracy Mm -hmm. like being Tracy uh, leaning into to being myself and experiencing others to be me Mm -hmm. is is a fun project Mm -hmm. but I just wanted I would it's not the only thing I would ever I would want to do forever So when you say it's not the only thing I would want to do forever, what is that I that you're talking about? The the my my ego conscious my ego my ego's perception of itself, I'm sure probably because that's the only I that mm-hmm. I can really be aware of. But I mean there are constraints in an identity, mm-hmm. even just like a body and I'm a particular person mm-hmm. that will always be have constraints based on you know, I'm never going to be able to reach that top shelf without a step stool kind of mm-hmm. stuff. But, um, um, but I mean, I, I, there are just certain constraints with my capacities, my abilities. I seem mm-hmm. to have some kind of a math disorder that makes math really ridiculously hard for me. So things like that. But I want to, I don't know. I don't want it, the, the, it's inherently limited. And, if, and once I, if I had unlimited amount of time to be me, I would get so bored with being me. I think mm-hmm. it's the limitation, the sense of that this doesn't mm-hmm. go on forever that makes me want to, that motivates me to try to explore and lean in a little bit more on to the mm-hmm. aspects of what it is to be me. Mm-hmm. Because I'm really good at certain things and then I have no ability in other things. Yeah. And I think that's kind of in the design of my mm-hmm. current, the mm-hmm. current way that I'm, I manifested. Yeah. And I don't even think it would be worth it to spend a bunch of time trying to figure out algebra. Mm-hmm. 
even mm-hmm. though I think there's a lot of value to, I wish I was good at math because yeah. there's a lot of cool stuff about math. It's kind of its own kind of cool thing. Mm-hmm. And I mean, things like that, I guess, I don't know, I'm rambling, but I'm just saying it would be boring to be me forever. And I think life itself can seem so interminable. Like when you're mm-hmm. young and you think, oh my God, this is going to go on forever. I mean, that's where people yeah. think, ah, I don't want to be here anymore. You know, people certainly have those kinds of thoughts. Yeah. And I don't think those thoughts would necessarily go away just because I think they would be even more prevalent if there was a sense that there was no end in sight. Hmm. Hmm. You know, almost all of the, the stories out there about immortality, the, the trying out of immortality in the stories I mean, I can't come up with quotes, but it seems to me like at the end, it's always like, and it's better off that we're not immortal. You know, I can, I can think of very few seminal works that present a best case scenario of a society where humans are immortals, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's almost always a cautionary tale, the availability of immortality. Mm -hmm. And do you feel like that's just a sour grapes thing where they're just trying to go, see, you didn't want that anyway. Better check the time on that. Um, We're good. Well, this is it. I mean, it's it's one of those um, it's one of those parts of the human experience that is something that we don't experience. I mean, there is a a limitation to at least the the ego part of our our lives. Because I I'm, I'm pretty much on board with the like the identity that's shoved into our bodies for a lifetime and that's sort of there and then there I have some availability of the concept of something with that ego or something that goes along with that has other experiences but I don't have that paradigm fully fleshed out so with my more like scientific mind kind of thing I think a little bit more about like how I think more about how the like the extension of the ego identity being like the kind of immortality that that most people contemplate Um, now Mm -hmm. it might be more useful for people to get uh, a better sense of the the other kind of immortality that you that you uh, bring up when you talk about having other dimensions or lifetimes and things like that you know because having a better sense of that is is generally um i think that's i think that's a useful concept you know it's been around for a while the no i just invented it just now yeah well you're like so spontaneous and and witty you have yeah just now just now thought of it no, obviously it's been uh-huh. a, it's a it's an idea that mm-hmm. is older than Christianity. Yeah, because yeah. pretty much we've got three main choices, right? Reincarnation, an afterlife, dealy Bob, and nothing. Are those like the three main deals? What do you mean, like uh, for whom? Like most people? Yeah, as far as like religious categories Mm, or something well i mean if you want to narrow it to religion 
But, I mean, I don't think, I mean, the concept of reincarnation, I feel like, is mm-hmm. oversimplified. And probably mm-hmm. the concept of, I think, I, I don't think that it's like this apples to apples cause and effect thing where you're born, you die, you're born, you die, and you're always a mm-hmm. human, or sometimes you get to be a cricket or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't think it is quite that analog, mm-hmm. <laughs> if you will. Yeah. I think it's that, um, in some kind of a way that I cannot conceive of from where my mind is now, mm-hmm. our consciousness, what we call consciousness, is is already eternal. Mm-hmm. And so maybe that means accessing different aspects of the total, the total collective consciousness in some way, or mm-hmm. coming in and out of manifestation like we are in this form. Mm-hmm. But... I just don't think that, I don't think there's such a thing as death. Mm. Not the way we think of it, not in any kind of permanent sense. Do you think, and this is not a, no? Yeah, do, do you think you have some insights, like your view on the experience of death is kind of different from the majority of people that you've encountered in your life? Absolutely. Yeah. I would say my construct is different than most people I run into, but not everybody I run into. I run Mm -hmm. into some people who have maybe Mm -hmm. a similar construct, but I would say I tend to maybe have, sometimes it's a little bit different. Yeah. I think I often am thinking about things a little bit differently. Does it ever feel like... I don't know, lonely to think differently from other people? Not as much as you might think. It No, yeah. it doesn't. Because I, no, it really doesn't. Not to me, because it, it oh. feels like, because all of the ideas, first of all, I'm not attached to thinking I'm right. Mm-hmm. And I'm just, I believe what makes sense to me. And mm-hmm. then also I don't, I would say I feel more curious about all the different ways that people develop ideas. Mm-hmm. I'm sometimes, to be honest, surprised at some of the ideas that people come up with that, that I think are kind of not that, this don't seem very clever. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know, that seems mean, but mm-hmm. I mean, like, yeah, I feel like people that get super literalist, like, heaven is in the sky and so they think they can see it with a telescope i mean like grown-ass people and even as a little kid when i was taught that there was this idea of heaven and i believed Uh okay there's heaven i believe that i'll I'll go along with that Mm -hmm. i automatically had a sense that it wasn't literally in the sky while i wouldn't have said it's probably in a different dimension Uh that's what how i saw it i said it's not literally in the sky it is somewhere Mm -hmm. else Mm -hmm. that is concurrent with this reality i just automatically Mm -hmm. had that sense Mm -hmm. and i remember my dad would say he would talk about the concept of eternity Mm -hmm. and he'd say no one can understand it you can't understand it and so he's telling me it is impossible for you to understand it but i remember as he would i would i i did kind Mm -hmm. of have this very because i didn't understand it It, Mm -hmm. it's not an understanding in a linear sense Mm -hmm. it was i had a sensation of it, mm-hmm. of what it was. And I thought, well, I guess I don't understand it. And then later on, years later, I thought, no, I was understanding it. I was just told mm-hmm. that I couldn't. 
Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, no one can think about, understand eternity if they try to think about it as a, quote, long, long, long time. Cause mm-hmm. it, but it isn't a long, long, long time. Mm-hmm. Eternity is a simultaneity of everything outside of time. Mm-hmm. And even as a small child, I just had a sensation of it. I could mm-hmm. sense what that, what it felt like. Mm-hmm. So I'd say I'm kind of, I've always kind of, you know, no. I mean, if, if I was in a situation where everyone was constantly telling me I was stupid and didn't understand yeah. anything, I guess that would be tedious. Yeah. But, as, but I don't, I'm not in that situation. And yeah. so I, I'm cool with people believing all kinds of things because I think mm-hmm. all the different things that people believe all mm-hmm. are um, relevant. Yeah. I, I've been trying in um, just the past, like, two days to get a little more sense of how to live day to day knowing that I don't believe the same thing as other people do, you know? You've been just, you've been trying to do, like to do what with it? Well, it has to do with a a training module that was made available at work that was the, the hospital is where I work is they're trying to encourage people to, it's like a cultural awareness training. Mm -hmm. And the idea was that in order to provide quality care, that the people that work there need to kind of understand different people's cultures and backgrounds and things like this. Mm -hmm. So the, and the idea is that people care more about people who look like them, share their beliefs, see the world similarly, that seems to be something that we do by default. Mm-hmm. Um, and so how can we train ourselves to, as caretakers, to not only care for people that we feel like we have something in common with? That's why, that's why I asked the question, kind of. It's why I'm piecing mm-hmm. backwards here together, you know, like seeing things differently, having a very different view from what is the common experience on something kind of universal like like death or the experience of immortality mm-hmm. you know i'm just curious if you that's why i asked do you ever feel kind of like s- separate from from not having a shared belief i mean one of the things that being immortal ostensibly would do would also people would maybe start to understand each other a little more as so you had more time to meet more different kinds of people and learn about different ways that people interact that there would be a greater sense of belonging to eternity because mm-hmm. i think one of the things that happens is when you have a sense of the eternity is there's also a sense of belonging right do you you know because well and maybe since i have a sense that we're all in an eternity right now mm-hmm. and i do have a sense i'd say of belonging uh-huh. with the other all the people yeah but not a belonging that is based on a shared belief system necessarily right. though this this is part of what i think is kind of interesting about being around a long time it can allow a person to like be more perceptive, accepting, having a broader view of things. Maybe, but but our species has been around a long time. And we have the lineages that get passed down from generation to generation that don't mm-hmm. support that. I mean, it's like, I'm not sure. I see what you're saying. It's a nice mm-hmm. idea, but I'm not sure that it would be true because 
white people and people of color and women and men and people from different countries have been around for generation after generation after generation, passing down ideas from generation to generation, which mm -hmm. would be similar to learning over time. Mm -hmm. And they often teach each other to be dicks. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's true. You're, you're absolutely right. Um, it's kind of a, a mystery that there isn't more of a... Uh, an impulse to be more collaborative, you know, that that being a dick thing continues across the generations. Um, well, we're going to be close to the end of this episode in a minute, a few minutes. Um, so, any final thoughts for this episode, Josh? Um, I think that the final thoughts that, that I have is the ideas like how belief systems can change over time and how an identity when given time can sort of I don't know I, I don't have I don't have any like finishing thoughts um, the book I'm reading right now addresses immortality so that's part of what I was thinking about it but it addresses immortality from the concept of it being a dysfunction like cancer mm -hmm. um, what's the name of the book uh, it's called um, Baru Cormorant the monster it's the sequel to the traitor I can't remember the author's name Baru Cormorant the traitor was the first one this one is the monster but it's you know there, there's some themes about immortality that are in there and also about um, empires that are immortal so like the idea that a collective can be immortal like a culture you know how mm -hmm. long does a culture live okay so maybe individuals do die but you know maybe we could even talk about the next episode is why do certain cultures persist yeah mm -hmm. okay cool all right good to talk to you nice to talk to you tracy okay talk to you next time <laughs> bye, bye, listeners. Bye, listen. Bye, bye, Tracy, who's listening to this. Yep. Again, on her, like, her listening to her own podcast. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to hit the stop button now. Okay, see you guys. Bye. Bye.